Welcome back to this week's episode of Breaking Apostolic Taboo. This is the week where we do our Bible study. So we hope you enjoy this week's episode of A Kingdom of Misfits, written by Bailey Romans, which you can buy off of Amazon.com. Look up A Kingdom of Misfits, giving you every reason why God can and will use you by Bailey Romans, or click the link in our link tree below. Can't wait for this episode. everyone welcome back to this week's episode of breaking applesaw taboo we are on lesson four if you've got your books grab them let's get started we are doing a misfit after god's own heart david we first hear of david as a young shepherd boy known for being a great musician most of us know the story of david from the bible we've read how he killed a lion and a bear defeated the giant goliath and how he was anointed to be king of israel He earns the favor of King Saul. Although David is favored by the king, Saul grows suspicious of him. He thinks David wants to take the throne from him. King Saul would appear to be bipolar to us in the modern times. He loves David and needs him to play music to soothe his mind. Then seconds later, paranoia kicks in and he wants to kill the young man. Once David was anointed king, Saul lost his anointing. Though he is reigning king of Israel, he is not the king in God's eye. And in 1 Samuel 16, 13-14, it says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from, the day, from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah, but the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from God troubled him. David is a man who is going to sin and mess up big time. His sins are going to be written and told just like King Saul's. So, what is the difference between Saul and David? Why did God want David to be king of Israel? Every time David sinned or slipped up in some way, conviction from the Lord would fall on David's heart, just like it fell on Saul. David, however, chooses to fall on his face and humble himself before the Lord while Saul reacts impulsively without consulting the Lord. In Psalms 51, 11 through 12, we see David say, Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. David remembers when the presence of God left Saul, and the torment and paranoia he suffered. He knew obeying the Lord and humbling yourself is much is a much better choice than dealing with the torture Saul experienced because of his narcissistic mindset. Meekness and humility didn't always come naturally to David. After Samuel dies, David goes into the wilderness of Paran. He seeks provision from a rich shepherd named Nabal. When David sends his men to gather supplies, Nabal would not help. And in 1 Samuel 25, 10-11, it says, And Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed my shearers and give it unto men whom I know not whence they be. David is enraged by Nabal's refusal. One of David's men tells his wife, Abigail, that David is going to kill him. She then pacifies David by bringing him food and gifts. Abigail returns to her husband 
and tells him of David's anger and how he almost killed him. Nabal's heart dies within him and becomes stone. Ten days later, the Lord smote him in 1 Samuel 25. The Lord killed Nabal because of his refusal to help the man of God. David let his ego get the best of him and almost killed a man because of pride instead of trusting God to handle the situation. Sometime after David was crowned king of Israel, he was sitting on the rooftop where he saw a beautiful woman named Bathsheba bathing. David's heart was filled with lust, uh, lustful desires when he laid eyes on the woman. And in 2 Samuel 11, 2-5, it says, David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her. She came in unto him, and he lay with her. For she was purified from uncleanliness, and she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived, and sent and told David, and said, I am with child. David, blinded by his flesh, does something drastic. He writes a letter demanding that Uriah, the husband of Bathsheba, should be put on the front line of the hottest battle, knowing he would be killed. Once Uriah is dead, David takes Uriah's wife as his own in 2 Samuel 12, 14-15, and 26-27. David's sin is later found out, and he is exposed by the prophet Nathan and God in 2 Samuel 12, 7-12. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel of Judah. If that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of the sun. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. The Lord was angry with David. He lost his his firstborn son as a result of his actions. David wept, fasted, prayed, hoping God would spare their baby. Even though the child died, David David didn't wallow in pity. He picked himself up, washed himself, changed his clothes, and went into the house of the Lord and worshipped in 2 Samuel 12, 20-23. Because David chose... To worship, God blessed him with another son. They called him Solomon, and the Lord loved him in 2 Samuel 12 and 24. There are several examples of people that struggled with mental illness in the Bible. David battled against depression, but he's a man after God's own heart, the chosen king. I would think that a man after God's own heart would never fight against lust, depression, and other mental issues. Yet, David writes in Psalm 6, 6-7, I am weary with my groanings. I water my couch with my tears. Mine eye is consumed because of grief. It waxeth old because of all mine enemies. In Psalms 38, 4, my guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. He also says in Psalms 42, 11, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so dis- disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I yet 
will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. We let ourselves get so overwhelmed with depression and anxiety that we cannot see God's goodness. He is holy and trustworthy. He cannot and will not lie. David knew the holiness of God, and when faced with trials, he knew that the Lord would not change. David was a man after God's own heart, meaning he constantly sought God's desires. What lies at the center of God's heart? Holiness, righteousness, justice, love, kindness, wisdom, and forgiveness. Obeying God and seeking his heart will birth a humble and meek spirit in us. What do you think lies in God's heart that we should seek after? It is evident that David struggled with his flesh and probably even more things than the Bible mentions. David was one of the most influential people in the Bible, and the Lord chose to be a part of his lineage. Even if we suffer with the the things David did, God still calls us his children. When we follow after Jesus, nothing can make us unworthy. And at the end of every lesson, I ask you these two questions. How do you relate with David? And how does David help you realize that you can still be used? I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope it's caused a lot of self-reflection. And I hope you go buy the book and support our missions trip. Uh, That is it for this week's episode uh, here on Breaking Apostolic Taboo. I am Bailey Romans, and let's start talking.